and gospel on this June the 10th in the year of our Lord 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. It's a Rumination Tuesday where we take a look at a hymn. And with us is Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, We're looking at O God, O Lord of Heaven and Earth by guess who who wrote it? Martin Franzman. I can't remember. Did you ever have him as a professor? Because I sure did. No, he died. I think he passed away my first year at the seminary, and I think he was... um, uh, he was he was not uh, it was not on, in St. Louis at the time. I don't think. I think he was overseas. Yeah, he yeah. died in 1976. Okay, well that was that would would have been about my second year at the Sim. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, tune is done by Jan O. Bender, who died in 1994. Another very good composer. Yeah, it's really a different hymn. I mean, it's different. It's a, it's got a different rhythm to it. You know, it's it's, it's really neat. It's uh, it's so different. Yes, it really is. In fact, um, Franzman hymns are always unique. Yes. What, what's the one they sing at every graduation? Uh, yeah, Thy Strong Word. Yeah. yeah in, in fact, in fact, I can't help but think that he, he's even thinking of that hymn. If not the the motto of the seminary when he wrote this one, you know, talking about life from above. Yes, yeah. The uh, readings uh, are from John one, Hebrews two, Romans five, and Romans fifteen. And it just so happens that this week the epistle is Romans chapter five. We went over that on a Monday, and it is a powerful text to explain the ministry of Jesus and the meaning of the gospel. So, without further ado, if you would be so kind to read the first stanza. Okay. O God, O Lord of heaven and earth, thy living finger never wrote that life should be an aimless moat, a deathward drift from futile birth. Thy word meant life triumphant, Hurled in splendor through thy broken world. Since light awoke and life began, thou hast desired thy life for man. Where do you think he got the idea, thy living finger? You know, I was wondering about that. Um, I think, when I think of the finger of God writing, I think think of uh, Moses talking about the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God in stone. Oh, that's or, good. Yeah, yeah, that's I, good. Or I may be thinking about Cecil B. DeMille there. I, I'm not sure, but but I think it speaks about written by the finger of God. The thing that comes to mind is the painting done on a certain ceiling. Yes, 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 the Sistine Chapel. Right? Excellent. Where God the Father is reaching down to... Uh, and I think Adam. he's using his finger there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, too. Now, you know what this verse is so good for in our situation today? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Boy, you aren't kidding. I thought of that, too. I thought of what's going on in uh, in uh, society today when I was uh, when I was reading this also. I couldn't help but think about it. 
you know. Yeah, number one, you have immorality being the word that people think they need to follow. Number two, you have the Chinese virus. And then number three, you have the riots. Yeah, the defiance of authority. And that that comes in later on in one of the verses, too, where uh, we, we misuse our liberty. And that really is capsulized by that life should be an aimless moat. Yes. That's what a lot of people are thinking right now. Yeah, do you know what a moat is? Uh, yes, you told me before. <laughs> okay, what is it? No, no you I tell looked, me. I looked it up in the I looked it up in the dictionary. It's like a speck, a spe, uh, an aimless speck, like a speck of dust. You I used to think that it was life would be like an aimless speck. I used to think it was M O A T, which is like uh, the canal built around a castle. Right, right. Yeah. But that would have an aim to it. But yeah. an aimless moat. You are correct. It's just a speck. Um, one of the things that has really increased uh, due to society is the suicide of young people. Yes, I know. It's really sad. They are thinking that life has no point at all. It's aimless. Uh, they can't find jobs. Uh, they're not happy with the way they graduated from college. Their colleges, universities may not be coming back for a while. And they think that uh, life amounts to just a chase after money and toys. Yeah. Yes. You know, that doesn't bring happiness. In in fact, look how he puts it. It is a deathward drift from futile birth. Right, right. Those are powerful words, aren't they? Well... It reminds me right away of how many people think abortion is okay because what they're trying to do is get rid of futile births. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Oh, so much to think about. That next line is really good. Thy word meant life triumphant hurled in splendor through thy broken world. Now, how does the word word, how is it spelt? Let's see here. Um, well, it's with a capital. It's uh, it's talking about the word Jesus. Yes. Yeah, the, the word. And, and Whoever in, uh, you know, it, a lot depends upon where you make the break in that line. That word meant life, triumphant. I, I think there's a natural break there, uh, even though it doesn't come out in the in the music. Uh, life triumphant. The word, thy word, meant life triumphant, and that wor- word was hurled in splendor through thy broken world. Yeah. Light again, the light from above, the eternal word. I mean, we can think of a lot of verbs to use about the incarnation, Jesus yeah. coming into the word yeah. world, but you wouldn't have jumped to the idea of. Hurled. No, that's right. Yeah, that is that's a different use. Yeah. And yet that's exactly what he had done. Right. Hurled himself into the world. Yeah, that's right. Thrown himself into it. You know, thrown himself into his important work. 
And there is the reason why he did that, and that is the last couple of lines of the stanza. Yeah. Uh, since light, since light awoke, and life began, thou hast desired thy life for man. Notice what life, thy life for man, namely the life of God. Right. That's what. And that's why we're called saints. Oh, I see. When I say that's why we're called saints, you're quiet because you don't no. believe you're a saint. No, no, no. <laughs> no, there were, there were a few crickets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I agree with you. <laughs> I know. Silence can be golden, too. <laughs> yes. Well, well then, why do you talk at all during this program? <laughs> <laughs> all right, do me a favor. Stanza two, please. Okay. Our fatal will to equal thee, our rebel will wrought death and and night. We seized and used in prideful spite thy wondrous gift of liberty. We housed us in this house of doom where death had royal scope and room until thy servant, Prince of Peace, breached all its walls for our release. Yeah, yep. explain a little bit that first phrase, our fatal will to equal thee. What's that talking about? Well, uh, it's it's the will. All we can do, we cannot choose God. I believe that I cannot, by my reason or strength, believe God. Uh, but but all we can do is reject Him without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's all we can do is. Re- it's, so really, that's a that's a fatal will. If if God left us alone, He He would leave us to that f- fatal will that could choose nothing but death. Yeah, I think the phrase isn't talking about are rejecting God, but are trying to be equal to God. Equal to him, right, sure. And take a look at every world, every religion in the world, that's a fatal will to equal God. Uh, take a look at all the religions in the world, and sure enough, they're trying to become like God. They have their own God. But their God is always made in their image. Yes. It's as though they're saying, okay, if I were God, this is how I would act. And that's why law and gospel is so important. Because every religion in the world outside of Christianity says salvation occurs because of your works. That's how we try to equal God. That's right. By the way, Tom, guess what book I'm reading this, this, this summer? Well, I know, the Bible. No, well, that too. Oh, you're not reading the Bible? Law and Gospel. Um, (laughs) Reading Walter's Law and Gospel. And that's a, um, for, uh, which one, the layman's? No, I'm reading the old uh, Dow version. Yeah, no, you got to get the new one. You think so? Oh, are you kidding? The new one has so many original. I'm sorry. The All my new notes one are has, in the original. Well, let me try again. <laughs> the new one has so many footnotes that are not in the original 
Uh-huh. And you will not understand what Walter is saying when he uses Greek mythology and such uh-huh. by just reading the Tao, if Tao even includes it. Tao uh, really left a lot out hmm. because every now and then Walter would get uh, pretty strong in what he was saying. And so uh, I'm not saying that Tao doesn't give a, a good summary of Walter, but... This new one is really good, a layman's uh, uh, readership. I'll have, to t- I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's about, I don't know, 40 or $50, but I sell them for uh, $30, including... Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you brought it up. In fact, isn't that the reason you brought it up? <laughs> no, but uh, this sounds like a pretty good deal. It's a really good deal. I'll talk about it a little more later. All right. Our rebel will rot death and night. What does the word rot mean? Um, Rot. Uh, Brought about. Yes. Uh, It was death and night was the result. Yes. Uh, Death, of course, is exclusion from God. And night is often used as imagery of unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we used in pride, full spite, thy wondrous gift of liberty. Can you give an example? Oh, boy, they're all around us today. Exactly. All, all, you know, every, you know, look at the, the wondrous liberty we have in this country. Uh, yeah. and, and look at how we're abusing it. Looking how we're defying authority. Looking how we're how we're you know it's like it's like God has turned us over again to reprobate minds. These people want to uh, uh, defund uh, police departments. Come on, what are I they know. thinking? Ridiculous. Reprobate minds. In fact, um, <laughs> God turned us over. But the next phrase really tells us why we are in this house of doom. It says, we housed us in this house of doom. Yes, and I've got a question in connection with that. Is, Go ahead. Is that is that the house of doom, is that the world or is that our body? That is Satan's kingdom. Okay, Satan's kingdom. We housed us in this house of doom where death and where death had royal scope and room. Yeah, where death reigns. And that's what the devil loves. Right. Stanza three, please. Okay. Thou camest to our hall of death, O Christ, to breathe our poisoned air, to drink for us the dark despair that strangled our reluctant breath. How beautiful the feet that trod the road that leads us back to God. How beautiful the feet that ran to bring the great good news to man. Now, there's two feet there. Yeah. Uh, how beautiful the feet that trod the road that leads us back to God. Yeah. What feet are being referred to there? I would say Christ's feet. Yeah, I think you're right. And in fact, that is... What the next phrase also says, how beautiful the feet that ran to bring the good news to man. 
Yeah, uh, certainly it, that refers to Christ's feet. But, you know, um, when we talk about the whole armor of God, uh, remember the, the feet that are shod with the good news of the gospel? Yes. Yeah, that that has a part in this too, I think, maybe. But it's certainly Christ's feet. In fact, the gospel reading uh, for Matthew today, uh, for this Sunday is really interesting all the disciples are named, including Judas, and Jesus sends them out to do ministry to the Jews, the lost house of Israel, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting that all those feet are the one that bring the good news to man. And that would be the feet today of uh, proper pastors as well as laity, who share the good news with their children, That's right. families, etc. Teachers, directors oh, of Christian yeah. education, directors of uh, evangelism, yes. Is your school back in yet or anything going on? No, but we just installed our new pastor. Oh, just my. Yesterday. Tell us about it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Pa- pastor Hans Feeney. Yes, he's going to – a wonderful fit. The Lord really blessed us. Uh, we called him, and he answered the call in less than six months. I retired in early January, and we installed him yesterday, June the 7th. So we're very – we feel very blessed and uh, very grateful that uh, the Lord led us to, as a congregation to extend the call to him. Uh, he's He's a good – I, I think he's an excellent fit for the congregation, and uh, I'm just real excited about it. It's, uh, you know, it, it, it closes the it closes the, the chapter of my yep. ministry, 38 years, and and uh, real excited about him uh, starting a new era at Prince of Peace at our congregation under Pastor Feeney. Is his first sermon this coming Sunday? This next Sunday, right? You going to be there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So you are allowing people into the church? Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Sunday was the third Sunday that we've uh, had services. But they've been, uh, you know, we've ha- uh, we've observed uh, uh, social distancing, you know, spacing, and uh, and yeah. we've had two two services every Sunday morning to give uh, ample opportunity for people to come and and hear the word. That's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Stanza four, please. Okay. O Spirit, who didst once restore thy church, that it might be again the bringer of good news to men, breathe on thy cloven church once more, that in these gray and latter days there may be those whose life is praise, each life a high doxology to Father, Son, and unto thee. It's a it's a, a doxological verse. It, it addresses the the holy holy trinity. Right, uh, but but specifically it begins with uh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's a little different. A little different that way. That it, it's really addressing uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, which well, is uh, well, of course, we're in the. Uh, this is this second Sunday. After Pentecost, 
it's entirely appropriate. It's just a little different for us, you know, and um, that we're uh, addressing the spirit first of all in that line. Well, that makes sense, though, because the first stanza addresses God the Father. Yeah. The third stanza addresses Jesus Christ, and yeah, the you're right. fourth stanza addresses the Holy Spirit. That's right. Yeah. You know how I knew that? Uh, you probably read the notes on the on the hymn. <laughs> no, I, I read the hymn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did too, but that didn't strike me quite that way. But you're you're right. I know we all strike different. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking to children, how would you explain the line, "Breathe on thy cloven church once more"? Well, is that referring to the fact that uh, the Holy Christian Church, you know, the Church on Earth, is, well, I was going to say somewhat divided. Cloven, cloven means divided, right? I think so. And yet, you know, I mean, we have the Holy Christian Church, the Church of all true believers in Jesus Christ. That's not divided, and yet, and yet. Uh, the church on earth, there is some division because uh, sinful man tends to put his own unregenerate re- reason in the way of God's clear word, and that causes division. Well, it even says that in those gray and latter days. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, it actually says later days. What's that referring to? Well, the last days, right? Yes. It could come at any moment. Right. But during that time, there may be those whose life is praise. What's that referring to? Well, hopefully it's referring to all of us. Yes. Hopefully it's referring to uh, all of us uh, Christians that that our life is a life of praise. That certainly happened at your congregation Last Sunday. Right. There was a doxological praise to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for what they had done in bringing a new pastor to your church. Yes. So I'll be interested to hear uh, your um, response to his first sermon. It'll probably be something along the lines that I'm sure the congregation is now happy that they have a pastor who can preach properly. <laughs> oh, you don't think that'll be the sermon? <laughs> well, well, they've they've put up me, they've put up with me for 38 years. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been too too bad. <laughs> no, but you know why they put up with you. <laughs> How long have you married one of their members? Yeah, well, that, yeah, that explains part of it, too. Yes, I married a daughter of the congregation. That's right. And what are you at there, about 36 years? I was there 30, 38 years as pastor. No, no, no. no. Mar- married. Oh, married. Uh, yes, uh, 30, 36 years. Yeah, I, I figured it was a couple of years after you were in our 36th year, right. Yes. Yeah, and she's a wife you really appreciate. Oh, yes. Yeah, and and a wonderful pastor's wife. Yeah, absolutely. Although she does have one thing wrong. 
She doesn't like riding in a Corvette. <laughs> Not when you go through those time warps. <laughs> okay, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you very much, Pastor Mark Smith. Tomorrow we'll be doing CFW Walther on Law and Gospel. I'm Tom Baker. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.